Tim will tell you, I'm terrible at the pause. I will. Horrible. <laughs> it did not take him any pausing to say horrible. I, I think that's interesting. There is no pause. It, it's, there. Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand up meet. Each episode has two parts a roundtable discussion on an IT topic and then an open source open mic where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. All right. Well, welcome to my fellow misfit, Tim Stevens. Today, we're continuing our interview with Matt Abrahams. But before we get into that, let's do a little open source comedy. You know, I think a lot of us are stuck in that fifth grade playground mode still today. I think it's in our psyche. Uh, for instance, a lot of us IT guys still play trouble ticket tag, right? Not my ticket, it's your ticket. No, it's not my ticket, it's your ticket. No, I said no ticket take backsies. Promers, programmers like to play hide-and-seek with the QA department. We know where the problems are, but we're not going to tell you. <laughs> we could play uh, Queen of the Hill. See what I did there, right? I'm just kidding. There's no women in IT. Okay. <laughs> there, there are. There are, but they're either in QA or in project management. Uh, and I am working with a PM right now and we call her bloody Mary because if you go into your cube and close your eyes and whisper her name three times, she will appear and ask you if you got all your tasks done. All right. Well, with that, let's get back into the interview. Really wanted to talk about technologists specifically. So if we're talking sure. about people in IT, um, and you, you know, you mentioned some of them, programmers, network engineers, IT yes. infrastructure, help desk, whatever it is, um, <clears throat> where do you see, or, or do you see um, where they might need help in a, in a specific way that you might not either might not cover in the book, or maybe we can expand on from uh, the book where, where you covered it slightly, but for technologists, this is really where you could get the biggest bang for the buck, if, if you will. Yeah, so I think this is true not just of technologists, but I see it a lot in in them. Uh, and and if if you've listened to my podcast, they they there are two consistent themes that go across all the episodes: is you have to think about your audience and you have to listen better. Many people, most people, come at communication from here is what I want to say, and what's most important is thinking about what does the audience need to hear. So it's not about what you want, it's about what they need. And many technologists, and it's not just technologists, but many technologists seem to forget that. So they will talk too technically. They will use jargon. They will use make assumptions that people understand certain ways that things connect that they might not. And so we really need to use a bit of empathy and put our communication in perspective from the audience what's important to them. So maybe that means you have to scaffold their knowledge. Maybe you have to define some terms. We often think that people know what we do. We all suffer from what's essentially called the curse of knowledge. We know more about the topic than others do. And because of that, 
we make all these mistakes around using terms that are inappropriate, going too deep too soon. I, I like to say the only antidote to the curse of knowledge is empathy. You have to put yourself in your audience's perspective to understand what they know, what they don't know, et cetera. That is quite possibly the biggest mistake most people make, but especially technologists. So <clears throat> one thing that I've wondered is as a, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm in this industry, I struggle. Um, yeah. The one of the struggles that I have is the, is the pause while I am trying to formulate an answer that is, is exceptionally mm -hmm. uncomfortable to me. I'm sure it is to, you know, I'm sure that's not unique to technologists, but it is one of the reasons I think that I, and I would say probably a lot of us tend to immediately go into talking as opposed to taking that moment to formulate a, a, a structure or anything. Do you have any um, suggestions on, on how to, just maybe just be okay with the pause or or something along those lines yes so so pausing is really powerful many of us feel very uncomfortable with the pause what i'd like to suggest is your experience as a communicator's view of the pause is different than the audience's a pause allows the audience to catch up to rest to formulate thoughts if you think about it as i'm speaking you are following me and at some point, if I pause, you catch up and there's a sense of, of completion, of connection. If I just keep talking and never stop and you're chasing me, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. We've all heard people who just ramble on and on and never stop. And you're like, oh, this is awful. Now, there's some other things you can do to buy yourself time to think besides pausing. And it's okay to say, let me think for a moment. That's okay. And the moment might feel longer to you than it does to the audience. You can ask clarifying questions. So when somebody asks you a question or you need to respond, you could ask a clarifying question to buy you time. You can also paraphrase. I am a huge proponent of paraphrasing. Paraphrasing is not where you repeat word for word what somebody has said. Paraphrasing is where you extract some key point or something that's really important and you comment on it. Paraphrasing and follow-up questioning are actually lower order cognitive skills. What the heck does that mean? It means we don't have to think as much to do those things. So I can paraphrase what you're saying and begin to think about my answer simultaneously. So it's not just, do I pause or not pause? It might be to buy time, I ask a clarifying question, or I paraphrase and those can help me. Wow. I, I think, so I think that's, thank you. That's great. I, that is helpful to me. I got to believe it's helpful to a lot of people. Um, Tim will tell you I'm terrible at the pause. I will. Horrible. <laughs> it did not take him any pausing to say horrible. I, I, I think that's so, There's no pause. And, it, it's, there. and I, Jerry, I don't know if you're going to cover it, but Matt, the, not only is there so much power behind the pause, like you mentioned, yeah. but putting a deliberate pause in there, like that to allow the other person to respond and then you're having a two-way conversation it's not like you said you're not going and running off the mouth and not engaging because if you're if you're pausing and letting someone speak you're letting like you said you give them a chance to digest what you just said and then they get to respond and then hopefully you're listening and then you respond i there isn't too many people i can talk to where i get that Mm -hmm. And it, it is, I, I still struggle with it, but it, it is, and it's a, it's refreshing when you talk to someone and you can get that. I have another question. I'm going to pause for you um, that I definitely want to ask you, but yeah, your, your thoughts just on that. 
Yeah. So one of the best ways to connect with somebody and build trust is to listen well. And we can't listen and speak simultaneously. So there has to be silence and there has to be digesting of the information. So somebody who pauses, allowing you to formulate, formulate your thoughts and to respond is really giving you a gift in that moment. And pausing is really powerful. And pausing is ceding the floor to somebody else to allow them to continue. And that's a really, really generous offer. I learned this from a former NPR reporter. I also teach with her. Her name is Deborah Schifrin. And she said what really helped her in her interviews is when she would pause after somebody else was done. And she said in that magic moment or moments, people would then open up more because they felt like they had the invitation to do so. So pausing is a great way to get people to connect, to, to offer them an opportunity to say more. Uh, and, and I really think it is a gift. It is awkward, but you can learn to do it comfortably. There's a pause right there. I liked it. I saw what you were doing. Yeah. At least you kept moving because had you frozen, I would have thought, yeah. oh, my my system crapped out on me. <laughs> That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the funny. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source. So please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.